0: Yeah, the problem with doing a cold open is that I, I didn't have any... I don't...
1: Yeah, you're bad at doing cold opens. We talked about this last week. You were like, oh, I don't hate doing them. like, well, then why? It. You literally just... We was, were just having a conversation. All you had to do was just hit record, and we could have had a cold open.
0: First of all, just because I'm bad at something doesn't mean I hate it, and vice versa. Oh, no,
1: I hate things that I'm bad at.
0: Yeah, I mean, I like... I wish I was better at them. I mean, so I guess sort of I hate them based on the not being better at them. Is that part mm. of it? I don't, yeah, I don't know. Like I like gymnastics, but I'm not good at that. Huh. I always wanted to be better at gymnastics. And- yeah. I don't know. I am Karate. I'm, start, I'm starting
1: to feel like I'm the asshole here where I'm just like, I won't do anything <laughs> unless I'm good at it. <laughs> I mean,
0: I also feel that way too, but yeah. that it still doesn't mean, I mean, I feel like the primarily the reason that I, uh, that I wanted that I, like as a kid wanted to do gymnastics and also karate was because of the movies. Well, yeah, that's yeah pretty yeah, much
1: yes. uh, that is the reason anybody <laughs> our age yeah. wanted to do karate is because the movies. Yeah. Um, And it turns out it also, it's, it's very funny that like, like 10 years after those movies, um, UFC started and it was just like, oh, karate just is, it's just nothing. Yeah. (laughs) That does not do anything. It's, it's nonsense.
0: Like have I, did I ever make you watch the movie Jim Cotta?
1: No, but I mean, I'm, I'm,
0: you're familiar with it. Yeah. I've never actually
1: sat and watched it, but
0: it is fucking wild. Yeah. Uh, yeah, everything about it from the, yeah, the, the premise, the, the fact that they use, there's a foreign country called Parmistan. <laughs> I didn't know that. that yeah. Rocks. That's the name of the country. <laughs> the, the premise of the movie is that Parmistan has some high elevation, like tactical advantage point that the, everybody wants to use to, uh. Or the United States wants to use for like a a Star Wars missile defense Mm. location. It's like Switzerland, but with... Sort of, except for the the way that they're going to do this is that Parmistan has... Uh, a thing where if you are not from their country and you enter their country for any reason whatsoever, you are forced to participate in a game where you run for your life from a bunch of armed people on horseback who try to kill you. And then if you survive the game... Whereas in America, (laughs) we do it with Jeeps. (laughs) And if you survive the game, the king of Parmistan gives you a thing that you want. So the United States has a Mm. world-class gymnast karate expert who has to go and wait how do you survive the game by not getting killed but for how long a, an amount of time okay um, so he that just, seems
1: like it it
0: could easily be a slippery slope so the lead actor is just it's it's just a film vehicle for a for a uh um a gymnast? Like an yes. actual Olympic no, I, gymnast? I, yes. What's funny about it is that all the fight scenes are just like set pieces designed to give him, to get him in a position where he has like a set of parallel bars that are just <laughs> randomly in an alley. <laughs> or at one point he stumbles into like the middle of a town square and the statue in the middle of town square is like half knocked over and manages to function as a pommel horse. Mm. And he just does that pommel horse swing where you spin <laughs> spin your legs around. <laughs> that that one pommel horse move and also the king of Parmistan is like a Mel Brooks type and his daughter the princess of Parmistan is a uh, like uh, Tia Carrere like an Asian woman mm. yeah. type for no explained reason the only thing that's explained is like the king went traveling once and then brought back his wife from a distant
1: land yeah which whom amongst us yeah. uh, I have a theory about those movies that I just came up with
0: Right now. Sounds um, good. Uh
1: and like uh, sort of the, the rise of the uh combat movie, like the kung fu combat movie in America generally, and especially in the eighties, which is that like as America became its most imperialist and most like brutally dominating the rest of the world, we as a culture really wanted to believe that that combat was more elegant and, and less brutal um than it actually is. And hence the popularity of that kind of movie because it was just like, oh, no, like we we dominate the world because we are the most skillful and therefore deserving. And 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 we want to see a, a, a microcosm of that uh, by a guy using his skill on the pommel horse to beat, <laughs> to beat up, I don't know.
0: Several dozen thugs, like, I guess. It's an entire town square full of crazy zombies? Sure. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah.
1: happens in those movies. But yeah, we, we we wanted combat to be um sort of a, a triumph of skill and, and precision and intelligence rather than the brutal and, and um, vulgar thing that it is. Because we don't want to acknowledge that we are a brutal and vulgar empire.
0: So you think that's tied together because obviously there's a significant amount of, uh, do you think that there's, how do you think that the, um, the, the fact that, you know, so much of the, the seed of martial arts filmmaking in general is, is very clearly not American in origin. And there's obviously there's, there's one aspect of it where you've got a bunch of people, a bunch of white guys um, who were martial arts experts of varying degrees from like uh Chuck Norris, who was like le- a legitimate martial artist um, and uh, you know, eventually went on to become a Texas Ranger. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, like random other guys. I remember a guy named Jeff Speakman. <laughs> <laughs> I, have a, I have a very good friend named Britt Speakman, <laughs> and I can never not address her by her full name because...
1: <laughs> Brit Speakman. Yeah. <laughs> Jeff on, Speakman just... had
0: like one movie where he was uh, he, like the, uh, um, the short sticks was like, that was his, oh, like his go to sticks. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 That was his go to weapon. Mm. Um, and then, what you was know, the
1: question you were trying to ask me?
0: Oh, I was, it was just something uh, about how, because I, I think that there's, I, I see where you're going with that. And I think I kind of uh, can follow. Oh yeah. You were, you were asking how do <clears> I
1: account? <throat> so, I'm not. I'm not saying that that's why those films exist. I'm saying that's why they were embraced in America and and became um, heightened to the point of absurdity in America during that era. And my yeah my my like like that movie about BMX fighting. <laughs> oh yeah, dude, rad. Yeah, rad Which is, is just fucking... like why would that have been made? Yeah, why would that have ever been made other than? I mean, cocaine is yeah the, like the obvious joke answer, but it's like no, like why is that being consumed? And I I really do think like people wanted to believe pe- people in America wanted
0: to believe something about themselves that um, so you're just talking about the kind of general genre of uh like um fighting as some, uh, of like the incredibly skilled fighter yeah it's com- it's the-
1: it's competency porn right yeah it's 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 whoever wins the fight is the most competent person rather than the most like savage and large and powerful person right um which. I actually was a big MMA fan, like a decade ago. Um, it kind of sucks now. I've recommended this before, but watch "Fighting in the Age of Loneliness." It's a great documentary. It uh, talks about why it sucks now. It's it's kind of neither here nor there. It's it. Sometimes the most competent fighter wins the fight. Sometimes the the most brutal fighter wins the fight. It's it's a kind of a mixture of both. But all those martial arts films that that really hit their peak popularity in the 80s were all about, oh, he's winning because he's so fucking competent. He's so exact. He's so precise in his movements. He's really good at riding a BMX bike (laughs) (laughs) and therefore is overcoming all these savages. And I really do feel like that ties to how drastically violent American imperialism was at the time and, and, and people wanting to believe in,
0: uh, in the American empire. I mean, I, I see your line of logic, but one thing that immediately jumps to mind is that this is also the time of the most, uh, probably up to that point, the most wildly popular, um, human symbol of, uh, just, Unbound brutal violence um, in Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to have two wings of politics. So, on the one
1: hand, you have your Arnold Schwarzenegger films, and on the other hand, you have rad because people like people like action films. I like action films. They're fun. They're yeah. they're, they're fun. Um, but people want to imbue their films with with higher meaning. So, like y- your right wing action films. You know, we're past the point of like your dirty, dirty's Harry and your death's wishes.
0: <laughs> I think those are. The, I'm sorry <laughs> for doing that. Wait, aren't? <laughs> is death? Oh no, no, death wishes is, is Charles Bronson yes. and and Dirty yeah, Harry, and is, like uh, th-
1: and those were incredibly reactionary. And now it's just kind of like, no, nah, a guy win because he's strong. Yeah. Uh, you know, and then. On the other hand, guy win because he's skillful. And either way, it's it's just a way to justify your dominance, whether it's strength or skill. Um, like that's, I mean that that is how like liberalism and conservatism works in our current political economy. It's like now I'm in charge because I'm smart, versus I'm in charge because I'm in charge. Look at all the stuff I have. I'm in charge. And either way, it's just du- justifying your domination over other people. Um, This show's about Star Trek
0: Yeah, let's get that uh, <laughs> Let's get that theme song uh, Rolling here This show's about Star Trek Everybody I like how our theme song Isn't Star about Star Trek, 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 Trek either <laughs> When you talk bad shit about Star Trek It's like you're just <laughs> <laughs> It's really not at all. (laughs) The theme song is literally... uh, A theme song written by someone who
1: who listened to one episode of the show and then free associated And thanks again
0: to Burt Nachos, a Burt Nachos tribute band. You can find them on... The place is Bandcamp. There it is. Yeah. You can find them on Bandcamp. <laughs> I mean, I love
1: our theme song. I don't. Don't.
0: Uh, oh yeah, no, it's yeah, awesome. And yes. <laughs> the yeah, the fact that it's not very much about Star Trek uh, is is fine with the me. The fact that
1: they just gave it to
0: us too is wild. Like yeah. I
1: should, I feel like I should give them. Yeah, some Yeah, we need to give them some yeah. money. Okay.
0: Um. Anyway, so this is going to be off schedule because our last episode is off schedule because my computer uh, at the time of recording still being repaired. Mm. So I'm just going to uh, edit both of these and then put them out. Um, Back-to-back, back, like a bonus type of thing. Oh, okay. Um, I didn't tell you that before we started Does that mean recording. we're
1: behind in recording schedule?
0: Well, we're just not ahead. Mm-hmm. We're going to have to do another one before Monday. Mm-hmm. Assuming my laptop comes back before Monday. All right, we'll, we'll figure that out. This is something we could probably
1: have discussed um, off air,
0: the listeners like knowing how the sausage gets. Instead pooped.
1: of talking about the expanse, which we do on air, <laughs> as, as the as longtime <laughs> listeners would know,
0: real heads know. <laughs> we this like is actually about the a low key expanse, low-key expanse <laughs> podcast. So, listeners, uh, <laughs> what I've been doing recently? No, is, no, 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 no. I I want the <laughs> listeners to know because it's an it's an interesting way to. We so we've mentioned this a bunch of times. The show without taking into account the books, show is great. As soon as you start listening to the books and seeing everything that the show has changed, you're like, "What in the fuck are you yes. doing?" Yes, um, and I—that's what I assume. I watched like one season of the show, but yeah. from what you've told me, yes, yeah. And I slowly start. I've. I've <laughs> I picked up at the last book because I wanted to prepare myself for the next book coming out, and then I found out that's not until November. So then I just started listening to the, all the books backwards, and then once I'd gotten into that a little ways, I started watching the show from the front, from the beginning. And it's a it's a very interesting way to, to consume the media. I love to just consume things <laughs> wrong. Just well, I've, I've, <laughs> I'm gonna eat a sandwich with my butt later. <laughs> that was the joke I was reaching for
1: (laughs) I'll have to start a food food criticism uh, YouTube where I just shove fast food up my ass and be like ah not good another miss for (laughs) In-N-Out don't know what the big hype is about this restaurant so far I've not enjoyed shoving
0: its food up my ass (laughs) also (laughs) animal style is not the way to go (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when you're shoving French fries <laughs> up your ass. <laughs> um, uh, well, so we're not going to bother with a, what happens because we know, uh, that this is going to be the, uh, exciting conclusion slash episode one of season four. Uh, Picard has been turned into a robot. Um, they're about to fight the Borg and, um, Ben Sisko's wife's about to die, which is a bummer. Mm. Hey Leo. Hmm. What's good? Oh yeah, we do that. Um uh shit. I wasn't prepared. Um oh man, I'm gonna hang on, it's I g I'm gonna come up with something not house related.
1: <laughs> do
0: you do anything else?
1: No. You fucking loser.
0: <laughs> I put up I put up m- my vanity mirrors, <laughs> my my um medicine cabinets in the new in the master bathroom. Um, except they're not straight and I couldn't figure out why they weren't straight. And I realized that the bracket that they go on, you have to drill the holes in the bracket yourself. And then I was trying to line up the, get it level by lining up the holes in the bracket. But that doesn't work because the holes in the bracket aren't level because I drilled them myself. So I need to take them both down and redo them. So that's not good. That's not the segment. (laughs) Say, say
1: a good thing.
0: Um, i i got an i got a new shirt <laughs>
1: is that a new shirt
0: yeah okay looks a lot like a lot of my old shirts yeah, it,
1: it's it's definitely on theme
0: yeah you didn't change much yeah no the uh the the stretchy short sleeve button down shirt with a pattern on it is really my shit yeah, I mean, to be fair, me too. <laughs> oh, actually, no, I'll go with this is good. I went to a barbecue on Saturday uh, with people. Oh. It was cool. Ooh. Yeah. Was yeah. Outdoors, but uh, um, fiance of the show, my fiance, Catherine, uh, works in the medical field. So all she and all of her coworkers are all uh, fully vaccinated, um, and I'm halfway vaccinated. So everybody was comfortable enough to uh, to do an outdoor Barbecue that uh, eventually got cold, but it was really nice to uh, hang around with people. Yeah. So that was nice. Yeah. Good times. Yeah. Cool. Somebody there that I talked at length about the uh, weirdness in uh, Klingon design. Mm. (laughs)
1: Uh, Save it for the podcast, buddy. (sighs) Because you know how
0: much I love uh, this. Mm. Ezra also has opinions about Klingon design. Mm -hmm. What's good with you, Jack? I don't
1: know. <laughs> no, I, I I will actually, uh, speaking of outdoor events, uh, I will have my open mic back in eight days.
0: All right. Yeah. So that's some number of days after this right.
1: episode gets released. Eight days after recording. Who knows? <laughs> probably a week before you hear this. Um, go to my open mic. Yeah. It is at Lost Grove Brewing. It is... Probably every Tuesday. We're upgrading it from almost every Tuesday to probably every Tuesday.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm trying to decide when I'm going to be ready to go back to telling jokes in front of people because I'm also like I haven't written anything new.
1: Yeah. So uh, on a on a serious tip, like I had not been hanging out with any comedians um, since the quarantine started. Until I started working at a bar that is almost exclusively staffed by comedians. (laughs) And just being around it a little bit again has gotten me writing jokes again and excited to tell them to people loudly through a microphone That's good. Yes. Yeah, that's super good. It is good. Mm -hmm. Um, Because it's something I'm choosing to come back to because I could very easily just be like, I don't do that anymore and just not do it anymore. Yeah. Which is something I really gave some thought to and decided, nah, I still want to do comedy. Yeah. And not just the hilarious stylings that I do on this podcast. Which are hilarious. Where I play a character who is a drunk
0: communist. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Character. Yes. okay let's uh watch the battle of wolf 359 and see how do they get... we have
1: to i hate this show
0: yeah no it's your favorite show
1: no it's not here we go you're listening to star trek sucks the only star trek podcast now here are your hosts jack gunn and leal cardoza So I just want to say up top uh, right away because your laptop's broken. I have no idea what I said on last week's episode uh, yeah. because I haven't heard it yet. Yeah, I don't remember that much about uh, what we
0: talked about last week either. So
1: I am sorry. I, I'm just sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, I also don't remember if we talked about this um, the last time that we saw the Borg, but um, are the Borg communism? Yes. Okay. Uh,
1: I I do think we talked about that last week. I thought yes. we might have, and it occurred to yeah, me this is, when this is
0: like Cold War hangover shit. Yeah, um, I, when and, when Lacutus makes the comment about like wanting to make life yes. better, because if it's because yep. when it's just the uh, the the cold specter of assimilation,
1: right? When it's when it's just pure dominion, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, that's that could be anything, but like when he's like, yeah, dominion to make life better, that is. That is Cold War propaganda. Yeah, I, I wrote this down too. Um, do you want to pull up the episode summary so we can kind of take this in order? Because sure. that is not even close to in order. Yeah, but um, but I do think I do think it is it is worth noting that yes, this is this is Cold War propaganda.
0: Um, so what one of the other things that I think is uh, is funny about this is that. Um, and maybe it's just because I have, you know, the expanse so heavily in my mind. Um, but like on multiple occasions during this episode, the Borg uh, dis- disable um, their their targets and then don't bother assimilating them. Do- mm-hmm. They don't bother doing yeah. the one thing that is their chief thing. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. 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 It, it,
0: um, it is. It is funny. Which, which is yeah. not
1: like that's not anyway.
0: Uh, so the, the ship
1: was trying... I can't, I can't just be like a yelling Marxist on this one because I'll... Uh, you'll run out of...
0: Yeah, you'll peek out the task, Cam. Yeah. It'll also ruin the episode. Um, I actually do care about the quality of these, believe it or not. Um, so at the end of the last episode, the ship had an idea on how to use the deflector dish to do a crane kick. Sure. Um, yeah, the crane kick. and uh, But then uh, Picard got... Uh, assimilated and he knew about the crane kick, so he knew how to block it, right? Um, like in Karate Kid Part 2. Um, so the Borg blocked the crane kick, and haven't seen it. it it's uh, Daniel tries to do the crane kick, haven't seen it, except he can't, he gets blocked from doing the crane kick because the kid he tries to use it against is Japanese.
1: But I thought if mastered cannot defend or whatever,
0: yeah, no, apparently can defend if you're Japanese. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Anyway. Yeah, that guy ziplines down like a line of paper lanterns <laughs> to fight Daniel. Which it's I mean tight actually. <laughs> I mean it's dope and le- until you think about the fact that why did you use such a strong line to hold up the paper lanterns? <laughs> yeah
1: or or alternatively why did you assume that that line was strong enough for you to zip line on <laughs> yeah
0: either of those yeah. really it's not doesn't hold up uh, anyway this show is
1: speaking of entertainment products that don't hold water star <laughs> trek
0: yeah so the it doesn't work um they call home and say it didn't work and that Picard's got taken um and all of the other ships in the universe go to get murdered at Wolf Three Five Nine. I didn't remember. I thought they were actually going to participate in that battle or something. I didn't realize that that's kind of the. It, although I don't know, it kind of gives more weight to the the foundation of Deep Space Nine.
1: Yeah, I actually, I
0: actually liked that
1: as a choice. Um, because yeah, like the the first episode of DS Nine, like it's. It shows Picard like commanding that battle and just slaughtering these fucking people. Yeah, and and it it you know it sort of um, establishes Cisco as kind of the anti-Picard just because he's like, look, I know what like we were having a hard time, you were having a hard time, but like Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yeah, you know, and and the tension between him and Picard, I don't know yeah everybody you, watched deep space nine it seems like a better show than this it's it is a good show mm. as um, opposed to this
0: which is bad so picard actually it, this is it or this episode's fine actually. yeah th- i mean this is generally considered to be one of the more uh important even though like a lot of the kind of tropes and shit that it uses are a little obvious and uh something no, made but you like throw your notebook a- across the room i, I wasn't even <laughs> sure exactly what oh, it was you'll, that you you'll find out buddy yeah
1: um no, I th- like this is this is like a a a movie basically. Yeah, like, I mean okay, long two-parter um I mean it 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 is paced for commercial breaks so it's not exactly a film but like it is it is basically a film. Like it it has higher production values. Even the score is more dramatic. Like yeah. it it's this is just a you know whatever 100 minute film.
0: Yeah. Sound about, sound design absolutely bringing it uh on. Oh, the, oh, the score's great. Uh, yeah, super good. Um, the one
1: thing I will say about about this fucking show that I hate that you've made me do a podcast about is that the score has always been good, and the only times where I thought the scoring and sound design was bad was because they weren't doing anything. Yeah, yeah, that's the only fit. criticism I've ever had about the scoring is like, where's the score? It's so quiet. Fuck you. This fucking sucks. <laughs> well, the, I would say
0: the other time that the the scoring kind of stands out and that we've commented on it uh, is when the scoring doesn't match what's going on on screen. Yeah, that's true. Because they'll be doing something real dramatic in the booth, and you're like, "This? Are you guys watching the same Right. That's not. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But
1: uh, but that's like every TV show at yeah, this true. era. Like,
0: um, so yeah. So uh, Riker and Shelby both get promoted. This long protracted thing, where it's like, oh, is is Riker gonna get over his thing with that lady, and then make her a second in command? Yep. God, a that, big like, surprise. The, that that subplot
1: was just like there was just a, not, there just, was a there was a long scene of him being like, like, I. That has to just be fan service, right? Of just of of him being like, okay, data. I know you don't have ambition because of your programming, which is,
0: yeah. yeah.
1: And, and, and Worf, like, you're, you, you kick ass. You're, you, which I haven't seen much evidence of, but sure. But I need you, I need you at, at tax, um, because that's what you're good at. And I need people where they're good, uh, which I, I, I understand they're like, I need people where they're good. Argument, yeah, especially given the pressure they're under. But it's like, why do we need to see this? Yeah, I agree. Except for like, but it's like, it's why would the fans care? Why would the
0: fans fucking care about this? Because the fans know that this isn't gonna. It's not like she's gonna stay on the ship forever. Like the fan, anybody who's watching this knows that whatever this is, if she's going to be in second command, we already know that Picard's going to get saved because it's not the, because it's fucking pre Game of Thrones. There's no chance that Picard is getting written off the show right now.
1: I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't know what it was like to be an adult watching TV shows in 1991. Like maybe. And also like, but on the flip side of that is like, there was no fan culture. Like There's no internet forums. No one's tweeting at you. You're not on Twitter getting yelled at by people about how, like, why didn't you make data the second command? Like, if people get mad, they just kind of get mad. And They then, may have and- written
0: actual paper letters, but in terms of, you're talking about the, the immediate internet backlash fan right. culture. Yes. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and like no one's taking the time to write a paper letter. Like come on. Like all the people that get mad and tweet about shit, they're not writing letters. Come mm. on, man. No, no, like, definitely not. Yeah, it's it Yeah, I don't know like I think fan culture has ruined entertainment um now, but like not back then and I think we're looking at it we're looking at it through a lens of of how bad um how bad entertainment is because of fan culture now and and it's just it just wasn't like that back then
0: so so i just i don't understand why you put this scene in i don't either and i think we talked about it in the last episode but i don't understand why and i mean i guess fuck it it's a choice so that's just the thing but just this idea that she's this ambitious like she's ambitious so there has to be this this uh thing between her and Riker and uh, again like that's uh, okay that's just the choice for the character and it just didn't need to be there and it didn't add anything for me I mean she could have just as 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 easily been just extremely competent she
1: could have just been hyper competent and Um, like that would have been fine like because this did it didn't add anything to the fucking story for her to be trying to go over Riker's head was like she like she's just ambitious but like being ambitious in a military structure means you're you want to be so goddamn good at your job that you get the next job. It's not it's not going over people's heads. People hate that in a military structure yeah. or any structure. No, and, people
0: hate that shit. Yeah in in most in, in uh, like if I were if, if I'm imagining a, a, a general plot wherein there's any kind of uh you know authority structure. And there's a character who is going over the head of the person above them. That's a bad guy in that story.
1: Yes. No one likes that person. No one's ever liked that. Person. Unless,
0: unless the person over whose head they are going is the bad guy. Yes. The only way in this but structure. is Riker's that it's, not the
1: bad guy. Yeah, exactly. Riker's only, never been the bad
0: guy. The only way that she's not a bad guy for going over Riker's head is if Riker's a bad guy. And that's not, and, and the, yeah, no, it fucking, uh, it's just not not good it's not helpful it doesn't add to the fucking story anyway take it out it's dumb anyway okay so they uh get to wolf fight three five nine um everybody's dead
1: okay so i have some stuff before this um first of all i wrote uh projectile weapons in all caps about nine thousand times
0: oh right because the borg don't have any of those but also, oh right, we did talk about this uh, last time. Yeah, they, you're Didn't right. Didn't We talk about this. Yeah, yeah. They should have guns.
1: Speaking of the expanse,
0: yeah. Just uh,
1: but also strap a warp drive to an asteroid. See if it can deal with that. Yeah. Just fly a fucking asteroid into it at warp ten. Yeah. I bet it won't work. I bet. I bet they can't handle that. Yeah, that's Cause true. Because that shit would probably suck shit. Yeah. Like. <sighs>
0: Yeah, no, they should have done that. Yeah,
1: yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, and I wrote down speaking of the expanse because it's the only sci fi that has actually been thought through with What's the first part of Sci Fi? Like the the S C I part? What is the, that st- the, what is that short for?
0: That's the channel that the, those shows are on. Oh. The sci fi. I thought channel. that
1: I thought that channel was called S Y F Y.
0: Oh, they changed it for yeah. it was um some sort but of any, copyright any, thing.
1: Yeah. But any, I think that, I think it stands for sign.
0: Um, Seinfeld. Yes.
1: Seinfeld fiction. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. It, it yeah. is. the And, and to be fair, it doesn't ever attempt or claim to be scientific. Like it makes, that's just nowhere in this show's ambition,
1: but it's, but it, no, I, I we've got. Gotten- I, 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 thoroughly disagree with you. I think that's bullshit because it, 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 it does lay claim to the genre and like, like, uh, go down the street and put a gun to everybody's head and say, name a sci-fi show or I'll, I'll kill you, and most of the time they're gonna say Star Trek until yeah. you get arrested, which will be very, very, <laughs> very. Hopefully, uh, very soon. quickly. Um, I mean, you'll be murdered by the police, probably. But no, no, um, no. We're both white. It's
0: fine. Um, mm, that's true. That's a good point. Yeah. Uh, another, uh, another white uh, shooter uh, arrested without uh, significant injury in in mm-hmm. Colorado today. The streak continues, baby. Yay. Let's go. Number uh, number one race. Oh uh, no. Oh no. Oh no. Oh. A very. <laughs> if you'd have just done that joke without the phrase number one race i think it might not have been as bad but how does the joke work without that phrase i mean we already knew what you meant don't say it oof I'm uh, acknowledging my privilege. Yeah, I know. Uh, we all know we're yeah. acknowledging our privilege, and the world is a fucking disaster area. Anyway, um, yeah. So you're right. So here's my point: is that now sci-fi as as a as an entire genre,
1: it's just fantasy. It's fantasy in space. That's, right.
0: That's all it is. But now the genre has expanded big enough to where it fits a couple of different things in it. And you would like for all sci-fi to only be hard sci-fi and anything that's not hard sci-fi to just be in fantasy. I I would just like people to call things what they are. (laughs) I mean, there's a reason sci-fi fantasy was, like, a long time ago, those were considered basically the same genre.
1: Yes, it's because genre fiction is a toilet that critics piss in. Yeah. As Kurt Vonnegut famously said. Uh (laughs)
0: but not, now not i mean them, uh, like to to the uh to the credit of the um the the massive behemoth of uh of of entertainment product, product that is being produced uh, at least we can say that that's left open enough space for both hard sci-fi and i guess fantasy sci-fi um but yeah sure. I mean you're right this definitely does fall into fantasy sci-fi. Yeah it's fantasy in space. Yeah it makes it yeah. makes no and it, and and it makes no bones about it. That's that yeah. was the only reason that I was making a point about it is because if it was trying to be hard sci-fi uh and I mean we've certainly done this in the past where we were well, like I pushed my glasses up my nose and been like I can't believe it took him that long to fly that far that doesn't <laughs> even make sense with relativity and warp speed. Mm-hmm. What voice are you doing? I don't know. I, okay. I think it was so Peter Griffin making fun of a Star Trek person. Sure,
1: got Something? got his ass. Got, I guess who's uh, I
0: don't I think I got uh, my own an ass. An ass
1: has been gotten. It's my own ass, though. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, an ass has been compromised <laughs> to a permanent end. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, but yeah, because if, if you start ta- like yeah, the again the fact that the Borg just move on without assimilating anything.
1: Right, it's like, what are you doing? Like,
0: the base premise of the Borg sh- is that they should, because de- I mean, they keep going back to the expanse into the proto molecule. Like, if the proto molecule was actually functioning as a sentient weapon, like the Borg Sphere does or the Borg Cube does, then it should take all of the ships that it encounters, disassemble them, and reassemble them to be part of its own weaponry.
1: Right. Yeah, I mean, the proto proto molecule makes more sense because it's doing triage and it's like, no, I I, I want that moon yeah and i'm gonna just ignore all this shit because i want the moon yeah but like yeah the borg mission is to we we're just gonna get everything then it's like we we'll fucking get everything
0: yeah why are you stopping
1: i mean honestly it's it going back to the shit we talked about in the cold open it's it's more like american imperialism where it's like yeah well, we're spreading democracy by toppling dictatorships and then
0: getting bored and leaving yeah, sort of. It's, <laughs> like, and they, well, and honestly, there's an extent to which so we we've already acknowledged the fact that you can see the Borg as this ghost of uh, of communist pro- anti communist propaganda, but the flip side is you could also apply you could you could also paint the Borg as American imperialism. Yeah,
1: it's it's almost like uh, he, capitalist hegemony is a self seeking agent that algorithmically makes large organizations do things
0: that was a lot of big words so i'm not gonna necessarily i'm not gonna agree or disagree moving on it's
1: weird that wes is on the bridge for this one like it's like it seems really high stakes for wes to be just flying the ship well, he just flies the ship full time. I know, but it's weird. It's because he still just seems like a boy. Did I bring up, a- even though he put on a, a
0: different shittier uniform? <laughs> um, did I mention to you on Mike the um, the the movie uh, uh, the fucking goddamn it space uh, galaxy quest? yes did we we talked about that yeah i don't
1: know if we talked about it on mic
0: but we need to do that for uh we should do a bonus we need to do it for bonus content and there so there are a lot of uh things that they do on that show that are direct references to uh star trek either original uh, and
1: i've I've never watched it all the way through but uh, like yes we
0: tim allen's character is very much a uh aping uh william shatner and one of the other elements that they uh, that they is heavily a reference to next generation is that the uh pilot of the ship there's no way we haven't already said we need to do a bonus episode yeah. about
1: galaxy quest
0: we're de- <laughs> anyway uh what's hilarious about it is cuz you haven't seen the movie at all right
1: no i mean i've seen weirdly i've seen like parts of it while i was like getting my oil changed right <laughs> It's like a very like oil change
0: movie for me. <laughs> I always just get <laughs> news at the oil change place. <laughs> I mean, w- one of the elements that occurred to me when I'm bringing this up is because one of the things that occurred to me while watching this, uh, and this is this happens in Galaxy Quest. So the, the the kid, they have a you know a child navigator on the show who's now an adult during in the movie, uh-huh. um, because they're all doing fucking uh, cons together. Uh, and then the premise of the movie is that an alien race has recreated their technology by watching the show. Uh-huh. So in this context, it would be like somebody watching the way that Wes just taps randomly on the control panel. Mm. And then they built the technology that works. Uh,
1: like reverse engineered. Ex- from ex- Exactly. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. But so the the guy gets onto the ship and they're like, you fly it. We programmed it by watching you. And he's like, I was just doing random I was just pushing buttons, yeah, man. Like, I don't know I wasn't, how to doing any uh, I fucking know I, what you. I don't. I don't I know suck. how this works.
1: <laughs> yeah, and yeah, there's a there's a larger metaphor there, but yeah, I feel like we're going down too too many metaphor rabbit holes. Um, you want to talk about that guidance
0: scene? Um, I I thought I, I mean I liked it. Um, it was weird. It was really weird. So, have Have we talked about? The history between Picard and Guinan before has that come up? No, I okay, I didn't think so.
1: No, I mean, like in in the context of the show, yeah. No, I mean, not not really. Like it's they clearly like they call each other like old friend, basically. Yeah, um, but she says like you have to let him go. You have to be willing to fucking kill him to make this work. I guess we should set this up with some context. I um, mean, basically, Picard Riker, yeah. Riker goes into the ready room and is and is is sort of doing a meditational exercise where he talks to Picard's chair and asks him what he would do. And then Guinan can apparently tell that he's doing that and just us in which is like why is she have security clearance to that and
0: anyway I mean yeah she shouldn't be allowed on the bridge but uh, assuming that she is allowed on the bridge you could write that off to her the relationship sure. between her and Picard but yeah and and I didn't it wasn't too much of a weird stretch or anything for me the idea that she would uh, intuit the fact that Riker would be having trouble dealing with The situation that he's in right now—sure, his his CO, who he's very close to personally and professionally—yeah, no, no way, but not dead. You're having a
1: hard time. Your your captain, who's the most famous captain of all time, yeah. Um, the the Admiral earlier told a Joe Biden-ass story about the captain winning a marathon.
0: <laughs> Which, how old is that Admiral? Because he's talking about, he's telling a story about something that Picard did as a cadet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the Admiral, as a freshman cadet. He's yeah.
1: Like, oh, I watched him beat all the seniors at a marathon. I was like, what the fuck does that have to do with anything? It was a very
0: Joe Biden-ass story. Uh, <laughs> that's the way it was back then you know (laughs) you would get you would go up the hill and maybe the other guys were taller or faster or portuguese or whatever and but you're you're all you know you're running the same race in the same direction and that's what leadership is is running the same i
1: forgot that anytime i talk about joe biden it triggers your fucking e1 joe biden impression which I I still think is very good and very funny. Maybe not something we need to do for a long time on the podcast all
0: the time. Until the guys <laughs> from E1 invite me on to do one. Just I'm just not going to get tired of doing that. I mean, it's also it's it's very clearly uh, an aspect of of the of the Bert and Ernie nature of our relationship with this boy. I'll tweet them about it. <laughs> um. <laughs> Anyway, okay, so they fucking – everybody's dead, right? Is that where we're at?
1: Oh, no. So we were actually still on the guidance scene. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she's like, like, did Picard ever tell you the nature of our relationship? And Riker's like, no, I thought you were the bartender, (laughs) which is the correct response. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then she says, yeah, beyond family, beyond –
0: Friendship or whatever. Yeah.
1: And I'm telling you, I've let him go, and you have to let him go too. And then Riker, instead of saying the correct response, which is, what the fuck are you talking about, <laughs> is like, I'll take that into consideration. <laughs> yeah. And again, it's, it, it is the classic mistake they keep making with Guinan, which is, Stop making us think there's a more interesting story happening off screen. Yeah. Like like it it is like I mean it's the same pitfall that like the show Lost fell into, which I stand by the show Lost as being a good show. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> but like but it is like stop just making everything a fucking mystery. Like stop just just being like, eh?
0: Look at that. Oh what Whoa Polar Bears. Whoa! Now. Whoa, look at that. Whoa. Polar bears. Whoa. Polar bears. Yeah.
1: Like, don't do that. Yeah. Don't do that. Stop doing it. Um, Anyway. Okay. Now we can move on from the Guinan scene. I just wanted to say that.
0: Um, Yeah. It was, and I can't remember how much we ever get out of it, how much detail we ever get out of it. Um, I know Guinan's coming back for Picard season two. um, Mm Yeah. Which is weird because I didn't think they were making it another season because of what happened at the end of the first season. But anyway, um, so yeah, everybody's dead. That's where we're at. And then uh, they decide to do the thing—the saucer separation um, maneuver.
1: I got very excited about that.
0: But they, <laughs> I was like, "Oh shit, we're separating! We're doing it!" <laughs> um, but they a, and they do a a a tricksy daisy um, by not doing it the way that they told Picard they were going to do it. And, um, meanwhile, Worf and Data go do an infiltrate Mm -hmm. and, uh, and capture Picard, um, Mm -hmm. which doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Like it really did not track. You got inside. How did you get inside their shields? Because their shields were not tuned for
1: shuttles, (sighs) which again, projectile weapons, yeah. Like if it's not tuned for a shuttle, it's not tuned for a meteor going warp ten, which will absolutely fuck that shit up. Yeah. Just <laughs> uh
0: You know what they need is a keel mounted rail gun? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: I know you were hoping for more from, no, that's from that, pretty, but I'm not. I'm not indulging. Pretty you. much it. Yeah,
0: that, well, no, that's that was a, that's another one of my takeaways. One of the one of the bits of technology that, even though I know you didn't like the Bobiverse books as much, but that's one of the other bits of technology that he uses. And just just mass accelerated. Yes, is 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 it's So much
1: more lethal than fucking radiation. Yeah, <laughs> like, like just heavy thing go fast yeah. is so much worse than radiation.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, I mean, I, 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 did like those books just on the pr- based, he's a terrible writer.
0: He's yeah. He's not a great writer. God,
1: God awful. Um, but I do, I, I guess it's too much science in the, and on the science end of the science fiction scale. Um, he's not a good, not good fiction. Well, for, and pretty as good you, science,
0: as you pointed out, it's kind of a, um, like uh technocratic uh like he yes. and also he, and he also rules, I don't like the politics yeah, yeah his 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 narrator uh rules the universe uh by right of being technologically advanced and and therefore correct and um, also
1: still has a market-based society for some reason well, like allows
0: market but anyway yeah. we don't need yeah. to talk about the bobaverse books mm-hmm. the think been, they're fundamentalists this to. has
1: been bobaverse corner <laughs> uh <laughs> Um, so one of my one of my favorite lines of all time, especially in subtitles, is uh, uh Rikers giving the orders uh for their firing pattern and maneuvering pattern.
0: <laughs> you know where I'm going with this? Well, the, the 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 maneuvering patterns are Riker Alpha and Riker, yes. Riker Beta. Yes. <laughs> yeah.
1: And and Wesley has to say Riker Alpha confirmed.
0: Yeah. <laughs>
1: and it's like that's right. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean Frakes is like really feeling his oats in this episode like he oh for sure like, yeah. he is just a very like tall like, like he he is using his physical presence to like convey how much authority he has and 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 seizing authority and i, I think we talked about in the last episode where like that is one of the uh conflicts in the plot is that Frakes feels uncertain about taking authority yeah and it it is resolved in this one because he is just like yeah no i'm i'm in charge i i
0: am the man yeah
1: Riker alpha confirmed
0: yeah like and and still manages to do it in a way that um in a way that doesn't make you hate him right it's character consistent mm-hmm. um because he's still uh he he's confident and competent um, but he's not like overly cocky or anything like that. Like his character, his, his character doesn't change. He's still the same guy, and that's you know what you want to see that guy doing when he's yes. forced to take command.
1: Yes, yeah, that's exactly right. I, I, I think,
0: yeah, I think it's it's good. It, <sighs> Career wise, I really do think Riker needs to, especially with the fleet decimated. Like, Riker staying on the Enterprise oh, yeah, like after how many, the events. How many
1: fucking, like, flag officer commissions are
0: available right now? And yeah. he's like, ah. Yeah, that's that's my bit. And we haven't even gotten to it because we haven't gotten to the next episode. <laughs> sure. But yeah, that's going to be a bitch for me <laughs> going forward. Cause Forever. How yeah. how he wasn't ordered to accept a command at this yes. point.
1: <laughs> yes. Like And also, like, why the fuck is Picard
0: not an admiral? Also, why is Picard back in charge of the Enterprise right away while he still got shit on his face? <laughs> Man. We haven't. Okay, so we haven't gone okay, through anyway, Data's anyway. Inter- in- Data's uh, fucking. Okay, so I, on- I did want I did want to note on the
1: like the their like weird half baked um, uh, uh uh piracy mission where they where they Shanghai Picard. It's the first time we've seen an away team mission like just work as. Like, as it says on the box. Uh-huh. Like, it's the first time in this entire show we've seen that happen. Yeah. Where it's just like, yeah, no, we 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 got on there with phasers and we did, we did it. And we just got in and it was gone and we did it. That's not how this ever works. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know, I know it's because there's a run time to the episode, but like, yeah, yeah really subverting the trope. <laughs> like,
0: yeah. Yeah, everything went right.
1: Yeah, that's not how this ever goes. As soon as they leave the ship, it's like uh, Shenanigans, ahoy! Like yeah,
0: yeah. Anyway, um, but so they get Picard off. Uh, first, they take him into sick bay where he's under absolutely no security, yes, restraint of any kind. This is
1: this is what made me throw my notebook <laughs> against the wall. Eventually,
0: <laughs> so they just lay him down on a bed. And then they're like, "Can you wake him up?" Yeah, sure. Yep. Yeah. Time to wake up the enemy <laughs> that we kidnapped. Yeah, <laughs> the super powered cyborg. And then
1: he and then he does the uh, the Mike Myers Halloween sit up. Like, oh yeah, like, yeah. The, the, like the just the reanimated corpse sit up. Yeah. And it's like, you want to throw some manacles or. S- <laughs> Just a weighted blanket, like something. Get
0: Worf in here. (laughs) I mean, I know Data's just as strong as Worf, and Data was in the room, I think. But still, take that hand off of him that Data really easily takes off him, like two scenes later. Yeah, take the robot. Put a piece of tape over that laser. Yeah,
1: no, I'm mean, like it's it sucks because like I I kind of have no choice but to come to the conclusion that like this is kind of because we talked about the Borg being like Cold War propaganda, like these these are the Soviets or whatever. But like this is after the Soviet Union was pretty clearly not a yeah not a threat, but this it's the Red Chinese or whatever, and. This is kind of like propaganda about how liberal society with because liberals would never put uh restraints on their enemies, and therefore they're no match for the creeping collectivist horde, and it's just it's degeneracy, you know.
0: Uh. I mean maybe. I
1: don't know. I I mean it, I it, my read it, on, it's probably subconscious, but I, I I still feel like that's in there.
0: Cuz my read on this is much more of a um I don't know, fucking uh rainbows and daffodils kind of uh, it's it's Captain Picard deep down there, so we don't want to hurt him with restraints.
1: Yeah, no, that that's hurt, that's what he I'm saying. Hurt us. That's what I'm saying. Is yeah yeah, this like these liberal utopians cannot fucking uh fight the uh, the oncoming hordes. Mm. That's what I'm saying. Like I agree with you that they're like, yeah, oh, it's Pat, it's it's Captain Picard, we have to we we couldn't possibly put him in restraints. It's Captain Picard.
0: Right. Yeah. So anyway. they data sets up a brain Linky dink. Mm. Um which we'll,
1: have is, to, we'll have to get a brain Linky dink.
0: Which has some there's like <laughs> it's a great um science nonsense thing because they established that oh the um communication waves that they use are subspace, but they're like transporters so therefore, if we put the signal that's going to Picard's head through the transporter buffer, then data will be able to. Okay,
1: yeah.
0: Uh, I'm very tired now. Mm-hmm.
1: Who care? Who? Uh, yeah. It's da- data. Data can computer with the with the computer people. Yeah, that's all it is. So that's, data. That's really it.
0: Yeah. So data computers with the computer people. Um, and tries a couple tries to inception them um into turning off their guns and they don't want to do that. Mm. Um so Picard finally wakes up enough um to hold Data's hand and tell him to computer them to go to sleep and yeah. Data uh, does. Before
1: that. before that, um when it's looking like it's probably gonna be the end of humanity, um Riker finally um reads a I guess very uh uh, abbreviated version of The Expanse and is like, okay, we're going to go to Warp 10 and fly the ship into their ship. Yeah. <laughs> Which, goddamn, damn <laughs> you, can... you lost your entire fucking fleet by not just strapping a warp drive
0: onto an asteroid and just... Well, and... <laughs> Uh, again I mean it had it I wrote ha-
1: down finally a collision
0: it happens <laughs> the way that it happens because that's the way that it has to happen but the idea that nobody at Wolf 359 decided to fucking go ballistic and smash into the thing mm-hmm. not, what, what? what? Co- and I mean you hand wave it away because you go oh the Borg shields you wouldn't be able to get a ship No, nope. kinetic energy has to go somewhere no matter how good their shields are, I'm sorry. Yeah.
1: 500 tons of fucking metal hitting them.
0: It's going to, yeah. It's,
1: something's going to happen. That occurred. <laughs>
0: that, that was something that occurred to me too when the ship was going, like, was, was uh, arrived at Wolf 359 into the graveyard. Like, if all of these ships exploded violently, there's shrapnel just fucking winging around through space. Yes. Don't go in there. Yeah. That's that, not safe. Yeah. You're yeah. going to get a fucking puncture. Shit going all over the place. You're going to get a fucking Watch puncture, out. bro?
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh so yeah, he, uh, he gets them to go to sleep and then for some reason they explode. It's not even very careful. But first <laughs> Oh no, I I they they um they're asleep and their power cycle is gonna overload or i mean some it, I, shit. I think
1: it's i think it's i mean it, it's not clear but it's implied that like because they're all asleep they can just sabotage the ship and leave
0: well they didn't sabotage it though they just they got there no right like
1: no no uh uh, uh uh commander ambitious commander girl boss um, shelby sure i don't know anybody with that name so i can my
0: little sister's name is shelby
1: yeah. Also, one of my best friends' name is Shirley. Yeah. Anyway, um, Commander Girl Boss is like, yeah, we could absolutely sabotage the ship and make it blow up.
0: Oh, did she? Okay. Yes. I- and
1: and and then they're like, we don't know what that will do to Picard. And Riker's like, yeah, shut up and fucking do it. Which is the correct response. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. That's that's absolutely right. Yeah. Who fucking cares.
0: Uh, okay, yeah, I didn't, I did not read that. I read, I read that as them. That makes a lot more sense because I read it as the just them going over there for no fucking reason, just to like check it out. <laughs> when really they no, should have no, been. No, and I mean, no. I guess Riker did fi- say fire all weapons. So I guess they didn't explicitly say they didn't have any weapons left. Left, but it did kind of seem like at that point that the shields, the Borg shields, should be down, so they should be able to just shoot them with conventional weapons uh, or their railgun. Um, they don't have a real gun. They should get a fucking real gun. They dude. don't do this
1: is like a non Newtonian universe. Like they That's don't true. understand like I, I, I wrote that down at yeah. one point where I'm just like you don't understand... it goes back like, to well, like, like thing go at thing and hit thing makes thing happen. Like it's not
0: Well, it goes back to that uh that, that moment at in um in discovery, when the Klingon ship crashes into the Federation ship, yes, the, yes, it's like, wait, no, there are there engines on full blast or something? Because, like, why would it just not just bounce just off? Just boop it. It just <laughs>
1: yeah, it just be a boop. I mean, just it boop it out be the good, way. It wouldn't be good for
0: either of those ships,
1: but it wouldn't like just carve through it. Yeah,
0: no, you can't just <laughs> slowly drive into something. <laughs> like if you accelerated really quickly and flew through them uh like in uh like uh the uh, uh, uh Laura Dern did in in the yes. Star Wars
1: I was about to bring that scene up cuz that's my favorite scene from all of the new Star Wars. That yeah, that's yeah. probably
0: one of if not the best scene from the entire new trilogy. Yes. Um cuz yeah, it's something that is absolutely supported by science to a degree that most of the travel in that show is oh, de- in that series is not.
1: Yeah, uh, and like the new trilogy just ruins Star Wars in a lot of ways, but
0: uh, um, I don't think it ruined anything. I don't think it made anything anyway, worse than the check out our pre-quels. new podcast, Star Wars Sucks. <laughs> <laughs> so my my uh, brother and my sister-in-law have been watching. My brother had seen them sometimes, not nearly as much as I had seen them. Uh, my sister-in-law had barely seen any of them, and uh, they now have Disney Plus, so they have been watching the entire uh, series, f- starting with The Phantom Menace. And apparently... And I don't agree with my sister-in-law on everything, so this could be just a personal thing. But according to her, uh, the prequels are not that bad. I just, I think it's got a lot to do with having um, a, 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 a strong uh, and certainly emotional connection to all of the lore in the original trilogy. And if you're not upset by the degree to where, I mean, she still hates Jar Jar Binks and generally thinks that the Phantom Menace doesn't need to exist, um, but episodes two and three, she was like, oh, this "No, this is a pretty good backstory."
1: Okay. I don't have a strong or emotional connection to anything at all anymore, except for the glorious worker struggle. <laughs> <laughs> and episode two, awful, 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 terrible fucking film should not exist. Episode three is fine.
0: What I will say is um, that um, so no,
1: I I I I very much disagree.
0: Uh, the uh, the 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 way that the love story is written between Anakin and Padme is awful because George Lucas wrote them themselves, and and he should have gotten and he's a, never related to a no, another he does not know how to relate to other life. human beings. Okay, there's a great YouTube series called "What If the Prequels Were Good," mm. um, that basically I think we watched that one. Time. We may have or I've it's <laughs> like so a 90 minute just supercut. It's it, yeah, so it takes stuff that is in uh, in the prequels, but basically rewrites an entire storyline, keeps some of the stuff that's actually in the films, but writes a much better storyline that involves like having Luke or having, uh, Anakin actually have a relationship with, um, with Owen La- or not, uh, Owen Lars, but, uh, Owen Lars dad, I think, mm. um, that like makes more sense why he takes, why Luke ends up anyway, yeah. check out. What if the prequels were good on YouTube? Hmm.
1: Uh, I just wanted to connect or uh, check in with our old friends, Mark and Emily White. Oh, God. Um, during the during the sequence where the Borg beam is on the fucking hole.
0: <laughs> Wait, did we decide that Mark and Emily are dead already? Uh, they exist in the quantum state. Fuck. Um, I think we might have killed Mark and Emily on a previous episode. <laughs> we might have killed her, killed them on the last episode.
1: All right, fine. They're still dead. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm really gonna laugh if I go back to edit the last episode and you and you just did the same thing last week that you just tried to do again. <laughs> um,
1: also, like when uh, when Picard comes back to his humanity and he's and they're like, "How are you feeling?" He's and he says, "Almost human, but with a headache." Same. <laughs> big same (laughs) same bro yeah big same all the fucking time yeah and then uh then 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 there's and i guess this will probably get addressed in the next episode but there's like a sort of probably not well i mean i think this will um where um there's like a command vacuum kind of situation where it's like they're both in the ready room, and somebody knocks, oh yeah, 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 knocks on the door, and they're both like enter. and then it's like, womp, womp, yeah, um, and then uh, and then Commander girdleboss, um says, "I hope I have the fortune to serve under you again, and then um, Frake's making the only act- acting choice he knows how to do, uh looks at her like he wants to <laughs> just give her the most orgasm she's ever had. <laughs> and I just I wrote down, I hope they have the fortune to catch that D um,
0: I hadn't thought about it, but thinking about those two characters and kind of what they went through and being both kind of alphas. Um, yes. yeah, I bet they had extremely vigorous sex. Yeah.
1: yeah. Very athletic, very Yeah. Yeah. Just yeah,
0: yeah, they yeah. they must have. Yeah, yeah no, after everything that n- they n- went neither through, neither one
1: of them willing to admit that they're tired.
0: Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. G- competitive sex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I'm not basing this on anything I've experienced. I'm I'm too old for competitive sex, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> You're getting me. Yeah. But um, well, that's that's it. That's the end mm-hmm. of it's talking about star trek's very discursive episode i feel like but um the next episode i actually i did just peek at the um the the wiki summary on the next episode and it does actually continue the storyline and, and acknowledge what happened in the previous episode oh. so hey good job writers it's like we're watching a real tv show <laughs> good job remembering what <laughs> happened last time <laughs> um but uh so your uh, assignment for next episode uh, the episode is called family mm. And you got to write about mm. that. Okay. Um, it's probably another Loaxana Troy episode. Again,
1: already? Nah, I don't think I, I know there's was. one per season, but like... There's not quite
0: one per season with her. There's a, almost one per season with uh, with Q. Um, and I guess we should do a season three re- uh, wrap-up, shouldn't we?
1: Oh, yeah. We could do yeah. that as bonus content or something.
0: Uh, oh, I just meant just kind of a... a, a uh, right here on the end of this episode because oh. this kind of counts oh. as the end of I season have to, two uh
1: expel urine out of the end of my penis gross
0: yeah goodbye <laughs> <laughs> had
1: you only out it's a beloved friend that there is
0: value in the things that you value. Would you search through space and time to find the perfect words to convey your
1: convictions? When every word counts, rise
0: and proclaim your opinions to be the light of the galaxy.
1: Star sure, Trek stuff.